Today's show is made possible by Fittery. You've probably purchased some dress and casual shirts online before, and sadly, you've probably had to return many of those items because they just didn't fit. Now, you do realize, of course, that billions are spent returning all of these poorly fitting clothes, right? Well, the madness can stop. The hassle of having to return all of this stuff can stop. Well, this is where Fittery comes in. They've devised a process by which you can almost guarantee that the dress and casual shirts you buy online will fit. And from brand names you'll recognize, Brooks Brothers, J. Crew, Land's End, Ralph Lauren, to name just a few. And they're adding more brands every day. Now, I myself use Fittery, and setting up my account was very simple and took almost zero time. Just go to fittery.com intrepid, complete the quick size tool, and you'll soon be ordering dress and casual shirts that actually fit. Again, that's fittery.com intrepid. You'll love Fittery, and you'll actually enjoy and look forward to ordering clothes online again. All right, let's do this. We're going live in five, four, three. Oh my, just so many business podcasts out there. How can I possibly know where to begin? Here at Intrepid Business, we are about stripping away all of the usual boring fluff and instead focus on showcasing real people doing real business, achieving amazing things the ones truly changing the world, the instigators making a dent, the people changing how we do sales and marketing, leading innovation, the people redefining leadership. But who are these people? Why do they do what they do? How do they do what they do? Find out on Intrepid Business. And now, here are your hosts. Good morning and welcome back to Intrepid Business. I am your host, Todd Schnick. Today promises to be a very important conversation and not frankly a subject we talked a lot about on this show over the years, this idea of the importance of personalization. But I think it's a critically important conversation. It's why I wanted to get today's guest on the show. Should be very interesting. Say hello to my guest. Her name is Jennifer Budinsky. She is a conversation curator with CSI International and the co-author of a new book called The Seven Personalization Principles. Learn the principles to thrive in these disruptive times. Jennifer, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Todd. Uh, the pleasure's mine. Thanks for carving out some time to, to join me. I know you're very busy. you got a book launch coming pretty soon, so yeah. excited to get you on the show and talk about this important subject. Before we get to the book, however, Jennifer, take a few quick seconds. Tell us a bit about you and your background, and then I would love it for you to provide a quick overview of CSI International. Great. Yeah. So first of all, I'll, I'll tell you about CSI International. So we deliver global learning and performance recognition solutions that basically help create exceptional employee and customer experiences for our client companies. So I've been working with CSI for the last two years, and I'm, I have a, an awesome title, Conversation Curator. But basically, I organize all of the internal and external communications for CSI. I come from a background of communications and 
marketing. I uh, went to the University of Windsor and I have a master's also in communication and social justice. So I really like to help implement, you know, those those exceptional experiences both in your work life and beyond. So Outstanding. Well, you know, I've always said, Jennifer, and I'm not the only person who have ever said this, but I, I, I consider the fact that 99% of the world's problems, and that ranges from personal relationships to business to geopolitical problems that we have, are all the result of negative and poor or lack of communication. So it's so critically important. <laughs> so appreciate that important work. And quite honestly, the subject matter of our conversation today is frankly, it's a communication strategy in terms of personalization. It's, it, is, it is a different way of thinking about how you communicate and how you interact with the world around you. So very, very important. So, all right. So the book, The Seven Personalization Principles, Learn the Principles to Thrive in These Disruptive Times. We're going to dive into the seven principles, obviously, in a second. But but set the context. Why was this book necessary? I mean, there's there's a lot of books on on this subject out there. Why did you and your co-author, and that, in fact, it would be great for you to mention him real quick and, and tell his mm-hmm. story, but uh, why did you guys have to put out this book? Yeah, so the seven personalization principles are really what every employee and every company need to follow if they want to save their jobs from being taken over by technology. You know, well, I'll talk about Pete for a minute. And it was co-authored by Pete Psychogis. He's the president of CSI International. And he spent over 20 years studying employee recognition and customer service and really the links between the two and, and implementing these principles to help companies create exceptional experiences, both internally and externally. So, you know, we wrote about this topic because with the sec- acceleration of technology, it's really important for people and companies to differentiate themselves and to help keep their value propositions relevant. I mean, technology has, it's already displaced millions of jobs worldwide. And the way that people and companies can really differentiate themselves is with personalization and by creating these exceptional human to human experiences that everybody really craves. So, I mean, I can talk about the the principles if you'd like. Uh, I want to get into those in a second. Let me just clarify one point with you. I I think it's really important for those listening to understand that when we talk about personalization, yeah, it's easy to get the concept of how I, as an individual, as a person, needs to personalize myself in this technology-driven world. But but talk more about how an organization achieves that and, and explain why that is so critically important, especially in this age of technology. Yeah. So, I mean, organizations really need to develop and recognize their talent by encouraging them to grow and learn new skills. And really what these these personalization principles are is those interpersonal skills. So, you know, technology robots are always going to be able to eventually do those hard skills faster and better than humans. So it's really those soft skills, those interpersonal skills that are differentiating us. So that's really what what organizations need to focus on when they develop their talent. And it has an impact on the brand too, does it not? Oh, definitely. Yeah. From from a customer perspective, those companies that, that create these personalized experiences, I mean, CSI really talks about how internal experiences are then reflected to externally to the customer. So by creating these personalized experiences internally, those workers will then be able to create a personalized experiences for the customer. And when those principles are ingrained within the brand, it really reflects on the outside customer experience. Got it. All right. Well, let's dive into these seven principles. 
Yeah. So, so those seven principles are authenticity. So really just, you know, being true to who you are, being your authentic self, empathy. So, you know, feeling empathetic towards your customer, being able to relate to another human being, being hospitable. So, I mean, I think that's self-explanatory. It's really just encouraging that hospitable environment, that welcoming environment, being committed. So following through with what you commit to doing and what you commit to delivering to your customer and, and to your employees, being competent. So knowing what you're doing, knowing how to deliver those experiences, having the skills and competencies to be able to deliver those experiences to your customers. And lastly, being friendly and, of course, being fun. All right. So help me understand, is there a ranking? If you had to only do four of the principles, does that even work? Or is it it to be successful in modern business, in this technology-driven society that we're in, do you have to check off all seven? I mean, it, it, I, I think that's the answer. At least that's how I yeah. see it. But but walk me through that. Is, is Are these weighted? I mean, are there, are there three or four that are more important than others? No, I mean, that was actually one of the most surprising things that we, we found in our research. It was so interesting because we learned that when companies did just three or four of the principles, it, it wasn't enough. In order to be successful and to thrive, they, they really have to be good at all seven principles. I can give you a couple examples. Like, yeah, please do. For, yeah, so, I mean, if you're friendly and you're fun but you're not competent to serve your customer, then, you know, you're pretty much useless to them. (laughs) You you know, they don't need you just to be happy, right? They need you to be able to be there and also serve them and know what you're doing. Or, you know, if, if you're authentic and you're empathetic to your customer, but you're not committed to your job, then and you're not helping them and following through, then, you know, nothing's really going to get done. So the research was really cool to find that it really proved that you have to be equally great at each of the seven principles in order to thrive. I, I have observed a lot of leadership teams, both of organizations and, and of internal teams, that are so driven. They're so bitten by achieving a goal and following a process and, and achieving results and reporting those results proudly to to the organization and the team. But if I tell them, well, you got to be friendly, you got to be fun, they're like, I don't have time for that. I, 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 <laughs> there's a lot of corporate culture out there that is anything but friendly, anything but fun. So help, how do you how do you convey that? How do you convince some some hard bitten, driven leader to to recognize the importance of, of, of those two principles? Well, I mean, we would say if you don't have time for that, then, you know, you really need to refocus your goals because it's such an important aspect of of creating an exceptional experience, an experience that really goes above and beyond for the customer. Because customers nowadays, you know, tech, with technology, they have access to to co- every company at the click of a button. So it's really those companies that create those friendly and fun experiences for their customers that are going to keep them coming back for more, buying more, and and telling their friends, you know, referring others to to continue to shop and achieve those experiences at those companies. So right, right. Before we go to break, one one clarifying question. So so obviously, there's a lot of thought leadership out there about the importance of authenticity, and and I think that's pretty well understood by those listening as the importance of that. Empathy, I think, is another very, very critical tool. In fact, I think it's, it's still a big weakness in a lot of organizations. That, and so thus, it's a critically important principle, especially in the age of technology. So I think people understand the power, the potential of, of being more empathetic. 
Help me understand. Give me a little more clarity on hospit on being hospitable. I, I want to be sure that I'm clear that I understand exactly what you're what you're driving at by telling us to be hospitable. Yeah, I mean, we have a funny blog that we wrote about this about what do you do in the the 15 minutes before one of your friends comes over to your house? You know, you clean up your house and you you make it look shiny and new for them (laughs) to impress them. So being hospitable is really just welcoming your customers, welcoming your employees and making, making them feel at home, making them feel like they belong there and that you want them there and putting out an attitude of welcome and hospitality and just, you know, it, it kind of, it goes along with, with friendliness and fun. And it's really just about the outlook and the attitude that you, that you put out there to your customers and yeah, your employees. No, it's, it's absolutely a mindset. And thank you for clarifying that. And I think the, the most important thing you said there was, yeah, be hospitable to your customers, but the real strength of an organization is being hospitable to your employees. I, I, I think that's mm-hmm. that, I think that's overlooked far too often. Because quite honestly, yeah. if if you have a culture that that's hospitable uh, to your to your people, then then they're going to be hospitable to the customer. All right. Good yeah, stuff. and what, what what's felt inside your company will be felt externally by your customers. So absolutely. All right, Jennifer and I will return after this short break. We'll be right back. Golden Source Consultants is a different kind of management consulting firm. Like their logo, The Lion, the firm represents the courage and ability to overcome difficulties. Once and for all, GSC is dedicated to helping clients solve critical challenges, tackling organizational change and business transformation with turnkey solutions and agile project cycles. The lasting value of their work is seen and felt in their clients' ability to sustain improvement and meet business objectives long after the project is complete. Join Golden Source in their fresh approach to problem solving by contacting them at 404-692-5540 or learn more about them online at goldensourceconsultants.com. All right, I am back with Jennifer Budinsky, the conversation curator with CSI International and the co-author of a new book coming out soon, The Seven Personalization Principles. So Jennifer, you mentioned a few times in the top half of the show some of the research you did. So walk us through the research, what surprised you in your research, how did you actually conduct the research, and and where do most organizations fall short with those seven principles? Are there some that are more tricky for others to to embrace than others? Yeah. So, I mean, the, the research really was developed out of Pete's, my, the co-author, out of his 20 years of experience. You know, he really developed these principles. And what I did was I helped him to do the research to prove how these principles work in action. So what we did was we profiled seven different companies who were really the, the, the top players in their industry. So the companies profiled in the book are Starbucks, Southwest Airlines, Nordstrom, Apple, of course, Netflix, Disney, and this messenger bag company called Timbuktu. So we really, we selected these companies because they covered a diverse sector of brands and products, you know, from entertainment with Disney and Netflix to retail with Nordstrom, technology with Apple, transportation with Southwest, and then you got your food and beverage with Starbucks. (laughs) So we looked at many, many companies who follow the principles and really we curated the best ones from a range of industries and we 
we really wanted to show how these companies permeate our culture. They're really iconic and, and cover a variety of price points. So this was really meant to show that the principles impact not just the elite, not just the people who can afford those personalized experiences, but really they, they impact aspects of everybody's lives from being able to pay for a $5 coffee to, you know, a $1,000 computer. And these companies particularly are really redefining our culture and they've changed the way we shop and live and conduct business. And our goal with this book was really to provide a roadmap and a behind-the-scenes look of the principles in action. So that's what we were we were trying to do. And you mentioned how we, we chose these companies over other ones and if there were com- some companies that weren't necessarily able to implement these principles. And, you know, there were many companies who didn't necessarily make the cut just because there wasn't enough data yet. But there's so many disruptors in this industry, you know, like Uber and Airbnb. They're really following a lot of these personalization principles. They're, they're new and emerging markets, right? And they just there's not enough data yet to to provide that link to the principles but we really are keeping an eye on those those kind of companies because they're really key players in the personalization industry well what i want to do what what a guy like me who interviews hundreds if not thousands of business people a year who all who, they all talk about those companies i i've heard mm-hmm. about netflix i've heard about apple i've heard about starbucks again and again and again and i want to say to you and your author and say why did we have to spend more time with these guys but 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 i think the key point here is the reason that we continue to talk about Apple and we continue to talk about Starbucks and Netflix and some of those other organizations you mentioned is the fact that they are doing things right. They they mm-hmm. are they they are clearly practicing these and have embedded into their mindset and embedded into their culture these seven principles. I mean that's why we have to keep talking about them because they're they're, they're doing it. They're living it, right? Exactly. I mean, you hit the nail on the head like these companies, we, we continue to bring them up because they're, they're developing as technology grows. They're continually changing. They're looking at their policies and principles. They're looking at their employee recognition. And they're, they're really continuing to grow as technology grows because they're following these principles. And, and they really are, are thriving as everything changes. Well, here's what, where I get worried. Uh, those companies are all great organizations, obviously. They're, they're iconic brands. But they also have huge valuations, right? I mean, those are, those are big companies that have a lot of people, a lot of resources. And they can, they can pretty much recruit and hire the best of the best virtually across all those different industries. So, so the guy listening to this episode who runs a very small little company – who doesn't have a big valuation, and he says, I, I can't do all those things because I just don't have the people, I don't have the resources. I don't think you'd agree with that philosophy, right? Why should someone who's not Apple say, well, I can do that too? Yeah, I mean, I think that the key thing with these seven personalization principles is they're so simple. They're simple enough that any company really can implement them at, at a very I would say low to no cost. <laughs> and it just all starts with with creating that culture internally that will create these external experiences for your customers. So I think that when when your listeners buy the book and they they dive into it, they'll really see that at the core it it's really valuable to even just an individual contributor. Anybody, if you run a small business, it's something that will help you grow your interpersonal skills that just, it doesn't matter what size you are, you can implement them. 
very yeah. easily. Well, see, it's the simplicity that I think is is what makes it so powerful. I mean, frankly, you didn't need to write a book. You could have just put out a leaflet with these seven principles mm-hmm. on it. If you, if you just tell people, hey, be authentic, hospitable, empathetic, committed, competent, friendly, and fun, life will change. Uh, and, and people say, yeah, that's – but I, I need to read white papers. I need to be lectured to. I need to, to, to read 300-word books to teach me how to be good in business. You don't really. I mean, that's 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 the power of these seven principles is they that they are so simple. Do you worry that someone says they're so simple that I can't take them seriously? No, I think I think that because they're so simple, it's why sometimes we overlook the simple things yep. Yep. <laughs> in life. You know, we we overlook that we we focus so much on technology and making things faster and better. And of course, those are those are very important things, but it's the very simple human to human interactions that we we almost need to go back because technology has become so all-encompassing. We almost need to take a step back and just have that human-to-human interaction that, that we crave now because we're so disconnected from technology. We've talked a lot about the importance of personalization in a technology-driven world. Uh, talk. Let's go a little deeper on that. Uh, I know you guys have written about how, why this is so important for like millennials. Talk more about mm-hmm. that. Yeah, well, I mean, as a millennial, <laughs> I guess I can speak for for my generation, not I mean, not to generalize, but uh it's really it's pertinent for millennials because we've grown up with and we demand technology. So I think that this question probably I, I could answer it on two in two ways. It's important both for a millennial employee and a millennial customer. So as an employee, millennials really don't stay in their jobs for their entire careers anymore. We're not We're not trading job security for job loyalty. In order for us to be loyal to our company, we really want to be given learning opportunities. We want to grow our skills and our competencies so that we'll be more marketable now and then in the future. And these personalization principles are part of that interpersonal skills. And we want to learn these so that we can can protect our jobs and, and differentiate ourselves and make ourselves irreplaceable, really. I think the important thing to say there, though, is is that millennials have this reputation for being job hoppers, and I think that's I think it's actually a myth. I think it's unfair, and I think it's I think if you are with observing a millennial employee who is job hopping, it's because he or she is working in, a, in an organization that doesn't follow the seven principles because mm-hmm. they, you know, the, the observations I've made, the conversations I've had is that they want to be in an organization that's authentic and hospitable and empathetic and committed and competent and friendly and fun. Because mm-hmm. if it's not, then they, they move on and try to find a place that is, right? Is, is that a fair statement? Oh, definitely. I mean, we talk nowadays so much about employee engagement, employee engagement. And it's one thing to engage your employees and and give them, you know, fun games at lunch and stock the fridge with food. But what what millennials really want is to be enabled. They want to be enabled with skills and and, and they want, you know, we've been our our entire lives, we've been told to, to reach for the stars and <laughs> strive for more. And I think that that continues in our, in our jobs as well. Like we want, we always want to learn more and grow. Yep. No, absolutely. We talked about being hospitable to the employee of an organization. Uh, let's close on this final conversation. Uh, the importance of employee recognition. That's in part of the important work that you guys do at CSI. Talk about mm-hmm. why that's so important, frankly, for any size organization. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, employee recognition, it's key to keeping your employees enabled and engaged so that they'll give you 
their their energy and their motivation every day, right? Everybody shows up to their job and to get paid, but uh, people I think would rather be great than just be ordinary. So they really want to give you their their energy. And I mean, I have a few tips to to help companies to achieve that. I mean, one of them would be get to know your employees beyond the job that they do. Spend the time to build rapport with your employees and learn about their families. And it really, it just allows you to, to know what makes them tick and understand how you can motivate them in other ways and recognize them in, in a, a, a one-size-fits-one way, a way that they want to be recognized. And when an executive and, or a manager spends the time to do that, then it's really going to, when you treat your employees like rock stars, morale and energy is really going to soar within your organization. And then I, I talked about this a couple times, but another way is just to remove obstacles that get in the way of your employee's success. So to, you know, look at your outdated office policies and just take a step back and think about are there opportunities to motivate your employees in other ways like teleworking or lifting unnecessary dress codes, just some things that are so simple but can make a huge impact on the daily lives of your employees. And then just lastly, to you know, give them learning opportunities. We're talking about the millennials, but it really applies to every generation. Employees want to learn and grow within your company. And if, they, if you don't give them those opportunities, then they're going to jump ship and they're going to go somewhere else where they will do that, right? Yeah, absolutely. Those are three very critically important pieces of advice. Thanks for sharing that. So Jennifer, sadly, we're about out of time. Before I let you go, should anyone have questions on the seven principles, how can they contact you? Where can they learn more about CSI? And most importantly, where can they get their hands on a copy of the seven personalization principles? Yeah, well, we're really excited. The book is is coming out, you know, counting down the days in the mm. next few days. So you can go to our website. It's www.csiperformance.com and everything will be linked through the main page so you can read more about the book you can purchase it on Amazon both in Canada and the US and uh, yeah so if you just head to our website www.csiperformance.com you can click through there and find all the different ways you can purchase it all right Jennifer Budinsky conversation curator with CSI International and the co-author of a new book coming soon, The Seven Personalization Principles. Learn the principles to thrive in these disruptive times. Jennifer, a great pleasure to have you. Thanks for making time to join us and good luck with the book launch. Yeah, thank you so much, Todd. The pleasure it was mine. All right, that's all the time we have for today. Again, on behalf of my guest, Jennifer Budinsky, I am Todd Schnick. We'll see you soon on Intrepid Business. Thank you.